Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller is a show dedicated to helping you move into an experience of love, peace, and joy that lasts. Using the principles from the teachings of Jesus in A Course in Miracles, you will learn how to transform your life by becoming miracle-minded, heal yourself, your relationships, and your finances by understanding how to break free and awaken. Call in for a mini-reading to gain clarity and receive guidance. Now, here's your host, Shelley J. Miller. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining me today on Episode 7 of Finding Your Peace. I'm your host, Shelley J. Miller. And as I say in every uh, podcast, uh, you may be tired of hearing this, but I, I preface it by saying I'm a professional psychic, a medium. I read the Akashic Records, and um, I'm a spiritual transformational life coach. So I say that because the stories that I share come from a lot of my clients and myself and my experience, and so what I'm going to share today. The topic, I'm glad you're here, because the topic today is self-love. And the, and the, it's called breaking through the tough times to happiness. Now, whether or not you're going through tough times, I, I think pretty much everybody on the planet is right now. If you're not, God bless you. But stay with, because I think that, um, you know, hearing the words of Jesus and, and listening to, uh, I'm going to share <laughs> what has happened to me in the last couple of weeks. Because as, if you followed me at all, what I've told you is that spirit, I hear my guidance and I hear the, the Holy Spirit, which, by the way, is you'll hear it in your voice but it will be deeply peaceful. It won't be the ego. And so between my guides and spirit, I get guidance all the time. And I'm always guided to what topic the show is going to be the two weeks following. And uh, last time uh, there was a replay because I had gotten so exhausted. Uh, if I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but my mom has been sick for about three months and it's been kind of round the clock care, not kind of, it has been. And I had some health challenges and I put myself last and that caught up with me. And so we're going to talk about that today because what I had to do is surrender and do a replay uh, two weeks ago. And um, I, I'm sure that was fine for all of you because it was a great lesson. It was how you must give up the belief that you must plan. This is what Jesus has, had talked about in the in the book. And I shared that a couple of times back. But um I had to give it up. I was so tired that I couldn't go on anymore. And I was getting calls from friends and also clients saying, oh, my God, it's so rough on planet Earth for me. Some of them were clearing major things. They're moving ahead in, in awareness. They're having a spiritual awakening. And clients and friends alike were saying, I don't think I could do this anymore. I mean, this is too much. And I started screaming at my guides out in the room one day. It's like, you know, I mean, I know this is all for my good and I'm trying to use all these circumstances to heal my mind and to forgive and to love and to go forward, but I can't do this by myself. And, and so they, they had told me before I uh, even started this show that I would have a show called finding your peace. And this was like a year ago. And um, they said, you'll take a break before I even had the show. They said, you'll take a break in August and November. Nothing like getting a little a bit ahead, kind of a, a, a view so that, you know, when it's time to lay it down that you really can, because you've already been told that guidance, this is the time to lay it down. So I really had to, and I had to trust the universe that I would be provided for that um, because I couldn't work. And that uh, I was told that I'd have to go to the hospital, maybe have surgery. And I have my mother and this is not a time that I want to be in the hospital with all that's going on with COVID. 
and a lot of fear came up and I had to lay it down. So today, uh, self-love is really what I experienced in the last two weeks. And I want to share the t- I want to share the journey with you what actually happened because I talk a lot about uh, I did a one podcast about how to follow Holy Spirit and it really comes in handy I'll tell you because if you live in the now and I do then you just pay attention to the next thing that happens and the next thing to happen and you see that you're being led and it's 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 quite amazing and that's what happened to me in the last two weeks and I feel like if I share this about self-love that it will benefit all of us because whether you're overworked, whether you have uh, children to take care of and you're trying to find that work-life balance, whether you're uh, upset about what's going on in the world, whether you're like me and you're taking care of an elder or maybe you have disabled children or special needs children, uh, anything, you know, we're being pressed to the edge, I think, right now. And so self-love is really the key. And there's a reason why they say that self-love is the key to self-mastery. It's because as you learn to love yourself the way that God loves you, then everything changes. The the Remember, Jesus says, everything that happens to you is an outer reflection of an inner condition. And that could not be more true. And boy, did I realize that in the last two weeks. Coincidentally, my birthday ended up to be on the end of the two-week period. And I want to tell you that I got big birthday gifts because I had done the work. I had laid it down and started loving myself. So let me just tell you a little bit about what happened. And uh, it was it was really interesting. So I took a break. And, um, and as I did, and as I was forced to do it, I started thinking about the movie Groundhog Day. I don't know if any of you have seen that, but it came out in the nineties. It starred Bill Murray and Andy McDowell, and it looks like a comedy and a, a romantic comedy, but it really is a spiritual film. It's, it's very interesting because I started feeling like my, my life was like Groundhog Day. I mean, with the sickness and when you deal with anybody who has memory loss and things like this, quite a bit of memory loss, you feel like, oh my God, this is just never going to stop. We're just orbiting around and orbiting around. And I had friends and clients call me saying, oh my God, my situation is never going to get over. I just, I can't ever move forward. I mean, this never gets done. When's it going to be? And when is, is not the question you ever want to ask because it puts you back in time. It puts you in the future. It puts you in hope. And there's nothing wrong with hope except that it can be a trap because the only way you're going to heal, the only way you're going to find peace is to find it in the now. So that's a bit tricky, but we'll explain that. So the movie Groundhog Day was incredible. And I hope you'll all look it up. I think you can probably get it on Netflix or something. I don't know, because it was in the 90s, but it's worth it if you haven't seen it, or me, you might want to see it again. In this movie, Bill Murray plays uh, a uh, the talent. He's a, he's a a newsman and he they uh he has a production team and he has a huge ego and uh they send him out to cover groundhog day in Puxatawney, pennsylvania i think where the groundhog they they film to see if the groundhog is going to come out of the ground to indicate whether it's going to be uh a long winter or spring is right around the corner and excuse me for itching my nose i have a little hay fever right now uh and he he thinks this is ridiculous ridiculous this is totally beneath me i mean i'm not going to do this hang in here because there's a story about self-love here so he goes to the film site and they film the groundhog blah 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 he he couldn't be more obnoxious you know because this is like total waste of his talent and his time so uh and i had sort of begun to feel that way about my mother's care and the doctors that i was dealing with and i was starting to really get kind of 
edgy with people because I, I people weren't lining up the way I thought they should. And um, so anyway, he films it and he thinks, well, thank God that's over. And the next day he wakes up in his motel room in Puxatani thinking that he's going to get to go home to a better life. And uh, the radio comes on and the announcers, the same stupid jokes. And they say, it's whatever date it was. It's Groundhog Day. And he's thinking that can't be right because it was Groundhog Day yesterday. So he gets up and puts on his clothes and he goes out to the hotel where he's staying or the motel where he's staying. And sure enough, everything that he had experienced the day before starts playing out in front of him. And it it blows his mind because he's like, "This this can't be happening. So cut to the chase. Every single day, he wakes up in his motel room thinking that he will have moved on, forgetting this has happened because in the morning you're fresh and you think oh bright new day and the radio announcer comes on and says it's groundhog day and he goes oh my god so for quite a while in the movie he does everything the same he's still obnoxious he's still sick and tired of his life he's still weary from the whole thing and he's trying to find a way out and it's quite a ways into the movie when he realizes, you know, I can't take this anymore. And he decides, I'm just going to kill myself and get it over with. So I think he tries to drive off a cliff or something like that. And the next day, he finds himself right back in his bed in the motel room. And it's Groundhog Day again. Because, you know, it's a really interesting thing. We're eternal. Death is not the answer. And if you're somebody who's listening, who's contemplating, because I've had some clients call me and say, you know, I'm contemplating all my options. And I do mean all of them. Meaning, you know, and I even got to the point where I thought, wow. I just don't want to be here anymore because it was just too much of a heavy load. So there's hope guys, because death is not a way out. Death is a a dream, a a serial dream. And you still have the same fears and the same opportunity to heal your mind. People don't know this, but as the medium, uh, a lot of people that cross over are still in emotional and mental pain. And there's a, I'm going to tell you a mediumship story that happened to me last week. It, it was incredible because there's a huge push for awakening, which may be part of why you're feeling really exhausted. And um, I know I'm time stamping this because you may be listening to this two years from now and everything will have changed, but the self-love part of the equation is, is always going to be applicable. Anyway, so the next day, I think he tries to kill himself again. And then he realizes, my God, there really is no way out. So I better change. I better change. And so he goes down the street and he meets the same obnoxious salesperson who's trying to sell him insurance. And this time he says he greets him and and he's kind to him. And he saves somebody who he knows is going to fall out of a tree. And instead of watching that accident happen, he makes a point to get there early so that he can save this person. And then somebody else is lonely and they're looking for love. And he sees who the love interest is, who he's supposed to be with. And he arranges it the next day. And it goes on and on. Every single day, he makes more changes towards love. towards, And he feels better and better because he's he's in his heart. Now, you may have been like me in your heart and serving and serving until your cup is empty. That could be. But the point is that love is the only thing that heals us. And so at the end of the movie, of course, Andy McDowell, who is on his team and who has always thought he has so much potential, but he's so egoic. I mean, obviously, they fall in love. I mean, I don't want to be a a movie spoiler, but it's worth the watch, Groundhog Day, because in the end, he's completely transformed by love. And I, I thought of that movie because, you know, as I just tried to be in the moment and lay it down and not do anything but love and accept what was going on. I'll tell you a mind-blowing story about acceptance pretty soon from a man called Dr. Uh, Dr. Zach Bush. 
and he's somebody that you may want to check into. He's really interesting. But the, the movie Groundhog Day will, in a, in a clever way, will really show you that you have to lay it down. You have to follow. You have to do the best you can. And you have to love yourself and then extend that to others. So uh, that's what I wanted to say about that. <laughs> Groundhog Day is a great movie. Um, so the next thing that happened, so that was at the beginning of my journey two weeks ago, was that I felt like oh, I can't do this anymore. And I felt like Bill Murray. But then I sort of began to rest and to put myself first and take myself off the hook. And if it felt good to me, then I would do it. And if it felt good to me to not do anything, because I just had to lay it down or I was going to go to the hospital. I knew that and I, I couldn't. I couldn't bear that. So I had to really, really just put myself first and lay it down. So the next thing that happened is I'm lying there and something pops up on my phone. And interestingly, lots of stuff is popping up on my phone that says I've subscribed and I haven't. So I don't know. Spirit is is really good at monkeying with electrical things and gadgets. I don't know if these are popping up randomly or that's what happens on YouTube, that if you subscribe to one channel, 50 more pop up. But what happened was there was this man popping up on my phone and he, he looked, he was in his seventies and he looked like, um, yeah, very professional. He was, and turns out he, I wish I could remember his name so you could tune into him, but he was a, a speaker. He was an, a speaker for high level executives. And, um, the message I thought, Oh my gosh, I have to listen to that. Cause a lot of stuff pops up and I, I don't pay any attention. I, I go intuitively. I answer my emails intuitively because there are too many. And, and if something pops up, and that's how when you get still and you live in the moment, you'll know what what is guidance for you because it resonates with you. Like, oh, I have to do that. And if not, you just let the rest of the minutiae go by. You just don't focus on it. So his message was every executive that was a high level executive that was successful had one thing in common. And it was that whatever happened to them in their business, whether it was something that they did or something that looked completely random that was happening in their business, they would say, this is my responsibility. Now, what am I going to do about it? And I watched it twice because it really spoke to me because I thought, wow, you know, it really is in our minds. It really is in our minds. I've worked with the course long enough to know this is my dream. This is my dream or nightmare that I'm dreaming. And I want to, uh, it's really hard to take responsibility for some of the things that come up because you think, why would I have created that? There's why, you know, I wouldn't do this to myself. But uh, Jesus actually says in the course that you always get exactly what you want. And when I read that, I thought, Wow, that is really hard to believe because you want to say selectively the good things that come to you, you chose, and the other stuff that comes to you, you're either believing yourself to be a victim of or you're feeling really bad like a failure. Okay, again, no self-love. So what do I do? And this is what I talk about in my podcast about the Holy Spirit. I thought, let me ask Holy Holy Spirit, which is my God self, the voice for God or your inner teacher. And I said time to check my belief systems because there's a lot of stuff going on that I, I I can't believe that I would opt in for. And you know that when I got still, I closed my eyes. I saw in my, in my third eye, in my mind's eye, several uh, little movies of things that went back as far as maybe 20, 22 years ago that I decisions I had made where I said to God, I really, 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 and begging for this to happen. I really, really, really want to go back to California. I really want to be with my parents. I, I, I was in Hawaii. It was terribly isolating. 
Uh, and I actually ask to be sent back and I ask to be with them until the end. And this is what has happened. <clears throat> and I saw three or four things like that, that I actually asked for this and, and, and really focused on it to manifest. And it did. I just didn't know it was going to come with all the difficulties of, of, of people aging and dying and being emergent and all of that. I had no idea, but it was true that I had, that I had focused on it and asked for it. And I was shocked. Quite honestly, I, I was quite shocked. I, and, and I had to come to terms with that. I thought, okay, well, here's the bright spot. I can change my mind. So a couple of days pass and I did not read the course in miracles for the last two weeks. I just felt overwhelmed because I had been watching uh, about some, some of the masters in the East and I had been trying to integrate the practice of surrender and self-inquiry, which is there's only two ways to get to enlightenment, surrender to God or self-inquiry, where you ask yourself, who is the one that had that thought? And you understand that you are not that voice, that voice within. And we'll talk about that on another podcast. But you, you find that you're the presence behind all that chatter that's going on. You're the divine presence. You're not the body. You're not the personality. You're not the portfolio. You're not. So I, I was practicing so hard because I really, really, really want peace that it was like my mind blew up. It was like I couldn't, I couldn't process anymore. I couldn't, I couldn't stay with it anymore. And I was so tired. And I thought, you know, I guess if I have to slow this process down, maybe I've maybe and lay this down, maybe I have gone backwards. Maybe I'm not doing well enough. And maybe some of you think that too. Maybe I'm just not doing well enough. and I'm never going to get there. But I remember a friend of mine who's been on my show and who I'll talk about today, Sandy, I, uh, I, I, she was a client of mine and I read for her and brought her guides through and they all introduced themselves. And I worked with her quite a bit. And her guides said to me, Shelly, you are going to walk into the light this time. You will become enlightened in this lifetime. This is your last lifetime, but it's not a race. And I thought, oh, because I want it right now. I want to feel better right now. You know, and I thought, but I was so tired. I thought, you know, in order to love myself and lay down and heal my body, which I'd only been trying to heal my mind and not my body. I thought, you know, if I, if I have to slow down, if I don't make it this time, I guess I do because I really can't do anything better. So that was pivotal. And I didn't read the course, but maybe about four or five days in, I got a nudging to open the course and I just let the book fall open. And, you know, you've probably done that before. And I focused in on one paragraph and Jesus said that you can learn your lessons through joy and not through pain. And I went, wow. And again, check your belief systems. What do you think about that? And so I did the same process. I went within and I, I, I looked around and I thought, I have some belief systems that things are hard on the planet. I have some Akashic records, some subconscious programming playing from past lifetimes where I can point to and say, and dragging it forward in this lifetime saying, well, I mean, there was a lifetime of slavery and there's one of Nazi Germany and there's, you know, it's a dream and I need to stop dragging the past. So these were, there were a lot of fear thoughts in there and that's what you're going to find. As you love yourself, you're going to find what is not loving. You're going to see the contrast. When you do, don't let it flip you out because it's you're seeing it so that you can change it. See, that's the beauty of it. So you just have to stay conscious when you see it. If you can't, you know, and if you can't, love yourself. Just love yourself. So bright spot. 
you know, I, I can change my mind. And here's what I want to say about letting go of the past. It's absolutely essential that we do that. But you want to empower your past because you want to say to yourself, instead of dragging the same story, and boy, I am so guilty or have been, I'm not going to claim that anymore. People that know me well uh, have said to me, my God, you are so hard on yourself. I actually had a psychic vision one time of myself hanging on a meat hook. This is too graphic, but, and all the skin was stripped off my body. I mean, I had beaten myself, crucified myself on the cross so much for all the past wrongs, bad decisions I'd made that hurt me and hurt other people that I love. And, and, and then I took it to, oh my God, I've, I've hurt the world and I've hurt the galactics and, you know, cause we're all one. And, oh my goodness. I mean, I ran that story for years and I just decided I'm not going to do it. And I was guided to the number 11, I think it was 1122, which is an angelic number. And I looked it up and it talked about empowering your past. And what that means is the good thing about the past is that I'm where I am today. And I had a client last week and we said something about childhood. And she said, oh, I had a horrible childhood. And I said, well, I'm sorry to hear that. She said, no, I'm not. She said, it's maybe who I am today. And she had nothing on that. And that's what I'm talking about. So I made a decision because every reader that I had been to personally, and I think I told the story about myself, said, you've got to forgive yourself. And I thought, I have asked Holy Spirit forever. Please show me how. Well, it happened this week. And as it turns out, it was a birthday gift to me because I've worked on this one a long time, not carrying the past, not carrying the the dream that I've hurt myself and other people. And I've forgiven myself. And it's a huge relief not to play the past. I just simply do not pick it up anymore. And I, I can tell you that as uh, as a reader, as a psychic and a medium and a, and a Akashic Records and a, and a coach, that the bulk of people that call me and they'll call because they want to know if they're relocating or about their business or their life path or, uh, find, you know, a partnership or something like that. But what I'm kind of a master at in the readings is finding the belief systems where you picked up a, a thought form or a belief system from a family member from another lifetime, from somebody, something that happened to you when you were young in school, something somebody said, and you carry it forward and it absolutely outpictures in your life as a block or as a difficulty and a challenge somewhere where you're unhappy. And so in my readings, a lot of times people call for one thing and they get a, they get a healing on that because they can see the belief system. They can change their mind. Oftentimes too, with mediumship, spirit, loved ones on the other side or guides will come and point it out and say, you know, when you were three, this happened and your dad believed that. And I believe that and passed it on to your dad. This might be a grandfather speaking. And the one thing I can tell you with working with clients is that self-love is the absolute self-worth or the lack of it is the thing that I see the most. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. I've worked with people who have been married to um, sociopaths who have been in danger and I've helped them find a plan out so that they didn't get killed. And um, that is a woman who's with a sociopath feels like she's not worthy and she's worthy of, of, of being, being punished. And so somebody shows up to punish her and the attacker 
feels like he's not worthy and he can't bear the thought of that. And so he, he does what Jesus says. He sends an attack thought or literally becomes an attacker. You see how, I mean, that's in the extreme case, but it happens all through life. I've, I've counseled with, uh, with ladies who call and their husband does not communicate. And I will go back and look at the husband and find that, that men have in his family, have not been able to share emotion because they don't feel worthy of the queen that they're with. I mean, it's, it plays out. It, it has a million faces, but it's always self-love at the core. It just is. So check that about yourself to see if you were told something. Uh, and, and, you know, it's not true. Jesus says, this is a dream and we are actually innocent and holy like God created us. And remember, there's nothing to forgive because we're just dreaming it. So then after this, happened um the next thing that happened was i got an email from cindy laura renard now i've spoken on this podcast before about her husband gary renard who is a renowned course in miracles teacher and the reason that gary is so interesting is because well he, number one he's hilarious and is a great command of the course but he um he was in meditation way back when, I mean, like two decades ago or more, he was in meditation in Maine in his apartment and he opened his eyes and there were two ascended masters that had manifested on his couch. Turns out they were Gary in his future life and his second wife, Cindy, Laura, that he hadn't even met yet. And they were had already gone through that lifetime and come back through the past. And they, Gary is still in touch with, with that part of himself and his books uh, have been written by those two that are their future selves. The one is the disappearance of the universe, which, and he has four or five books after that. Cindy and Gary teach classes together. If you want to look Gary Renard, Dot com or Cindy Laura Renard, you might want to watch them. I'm going to be offering a guest starting the next two weeks. The next podcast will have guests on it because I think it's really valuable for my listeners to be able to hear the greater course community so that you can find voices that maybe speak to you even better than I do, or just you want a variety. And then you can feel the oneness that there's a very big course community out there and, and you'll, you'll feel more confident that, that, that. but anyway, that was again, I opened that intuitively because um, I had a feeling about it. And her headline was, you have to grasp that it's all in your mind. And I thought, okay, I'll read that. I already know that, but I'm going to read that anyway. And so subsequently, Spirit said to me, watch her, watch her interview. So she had been interviewed by someone and she was talking about the happy dream. And that's what I want to share with you today is that hang in there because as you love yourself free, and what does that mean? My guide, Josea, came to me. Um, he had been a father in another lifetime, and I believe he's in the ascended state because of the information that he gave me. He, he guided me in about 2018. He was with me for about a year. And he said, you have to love yourself free. And what does that mean? Free of fear. So I listened to Cindy's interview, and it was really uplifting because you can see that she's happy. And she's she's... Like it's, it was really talking about self-love. It's okay to live this life and to do what you need to do in the world. And I realized that I had been trying to get out of the world. And I thought, yeah, it really is okay for me to be here, to slow down this process if necessary. What I didn't realize until I got to the end of the week was I hadn't slowed it down. Some of my social media directors said, sometimes you have to go slow to go fast. 
I thought that was interesting because uh, when you slow it down and you start to pay attention to loving yourself, the happy dream, in other words, the dream that is absent of fear, it doesn't mean all the circumstances in your life are automatically going to become yippee skippy. I mean, wouldn't that be great? But it's a hologram that's playing out. But it's the way that you respond to it and the way that you perceive it. Remember, uh, a change in perception is what a miracle is. Like me being able to see that I had created by my thoughts, my circumstances, and I can change the way I perceive it. Uh, Now I see my mom as a tremendous gift at the end of her life that it allows me to come into the holy instant, which is complete unconditional love for somebody else other than myself. I feel the same way about her that that I'm learning to feel about myself, which is unconditional love. And, you know, she's not an attacker. I didn't have to go through trauma with her. It's somebody I already love. But we know even people that we love can really get into our skin the most, right? So that was so I listened to Cindy Renard and I went, you know, I do want to slow down and love myself because I want the happy dream. And it's okay not to make your mind explode and go right to enlightenment if this is a process and it takes time and it just does you know it just does so a few days more passed and a friend sent me uh i looked out on my phone again and my friend had sent me um uh something to listen to it was a little video there were two one was a three-hour webinar and i thought that's not the one i need to listen to but on the uh phone it said complete acceptance the best monologue ever on the rich roll podcast i say that because i think you're going to want to look this up it's dr zach bush and it's called complete acceptance and i i was absolutely compelled to listen to it and it was one of the best monologues i've ever heard it was incredible this man uh, is is talking about how we may come, you know, to extinction, if you want to believe that. And it's a possibility um, within the next generation or two, if we don't turn the ship around, you know, and he said that he had been an emergency room doctor. And he said he realized that death had become very sterilized because hardly any of us watch our loved ones die or are there during the process. And he said he felt very, he became, uh, very um he felt very blessed to be with people at the end stage of their life and he said um he you know he would play the role where in emergency medicine if you start going code blue they they have to unless you have a do not resuscitate order they have to you know shock your chest and they have to try to bring you back so he told this story and he said that um, death has been seen uh, as we, we re- it's really sterilized now because we don't we're, we're excluded from it. And death has been seen as a huge contraction when actually his witness is that it's a huge expansion of consciousness. And let me tell you why. He said one night on a shift, he had a 36 hour shift and one particular night, three people died and he brought them back to life. And he said, uh, that hardly ever happens. He said, it's in the movies where, you know, they always can save you and pull you back. He said like 90%, 96% of people don't make it. They, but you know, they have this hero thing going on where they, they save somebody, brought them back. He said they had three patients that were, could not have been more different. One was a, a minister, a black minister, and he had like 200 people. He was so loved. He had like 200 people visit him in the ICU. I mean, like during the course of the time that he was there, one was a man that was very ostracized from his community. He was dying of AIDS and he was very much alone. The third one was a young man who uh, had some 
defects from birth, I think. And he was not being able to breathe anymore because his skeletal system was collapsing in his lungs. Three people that were very, very different. And in one night, they all coded. And he brought them back and he said the most astounding thing, and this is what I'm going to share with you, was that all three of them, when they came back and they were settled and they could speak to him, they all said the very same thing. They said, why did you bring me back? And he said, oh, my God. I mean, it kind of crushed his ego. I mean, I, I saved their life. And they said, no, why did you bring me back? And they all told the exact same story. And this is what I want to share with you. They said, the minute I stepped over, I stepped into the light, bright white light that was so profound. And what I felt was complete acceptance for the first time ever, complete acceptance. And they all sold the same story. He said every single one of them. And, and he said, the universe completely embraces us at all times. And, you know, this is what we're taught and it's true, but we don't believe it because we're like clouds blocking the sun. We are God. We are that pure light within, but we block it with our fear. So it's in us all the time. And he said, um, beyond the fact that as the human species, we're raping the planet and we're killing each other. We need to look at each other the way the, the other side looks at us. And we need to say, you're enough. I'm enough. You're enough. I totally accept myself and I totally accept you just the way we are. And he said, we need to give our children a sense of unity to turn the ship around because we're more powerful than we can believe. We are so far beyond the material world, which Jesus says, you are not of this world and you're not the body. You're pure light. You're the son of God. You're, you're pure light. And he said, you know, that the power of who we are is being kept from us so that it can be in the hands of a few. And he said, we've got to go to complete acceptance. And if we are loved that much by God in the universe, and, and he said, why wait to step over to the other side? Do it now. Let us come to complete acceptance for ourselves and each other and turn the ship around here and live that light. That, that is ultimately going to be our experience when we step over. Why wait? And that is the point because Jesus has said, you're not the body. Come awake now in the dream. That's the happy dream. So the last podcast I did was about, was about this because Jesus said, uh, I read two, two workbook lessons. I am spirit and I am as God has create as God created me. And I did that because as you focus on that, the fact that you're not the body and nobody else is the body that we're spirit, it pulls you up and it reminds you who you really are. And that's why I did that last video. I, I apologize that I read quite a bit from the text uh, because I find the text beautiful. Some people called me though and said the text is like difficult for me to understand. So that's why today I'm telling stories and, uh, and all that. But but we really are the sons of God. And if we will just accept ourselves and realize that we're dreaming, the, the things that we think that we've done wrong, let it go. We didn't really do it. We're really light. And if we, you know, let the past go, empower the past. I'm here now and I can always change my mind again. And I'm really 
perfect and holy the way God created me. I'm just remembering and let yourself up off the, off the cross, you know, um, Eckhart Tolle, whom I had the pleasure, as I said before, of, of meeting and hanging out with a little bit before he, he was famous before he was well known. I was in England at the time when he lived there and my spiritual path, God bless, took me in his vicinity. And I got to hang out with him a little bit. And it was incredible. I love him. He's, he's really squared away. He really is at peace. And he said, uh, the story in the Bible about how the kingdom of heaven is within you follows, uh, follows the story about how you need to love your brother as yourself. But he said, here's the thing. It's almost impossible to do that until you find the kingdom within you, because the ego will pop up and you'll still be shooting out there attacking somebody else because you're not happy until you're happy until you love yourself and accept yourself. It's very hard to do it for somebody else. And he said, if you're finding that you can't really love other people like yourself, you have not gone deeply enough within yourself. So that's something to think about. Self-love is not selfish. Self-love is essential. It's essential. And the reason why it is, is because as you love yourself, as God loves you, it's like my guy, Josea said, you love yourself free. Literally, you love yourself free of the fear that keeps you blocked. It keeps you dreaming a dream of separation from God and each other, keeps you feeling guilty, keeps you living in the past or projecting into the future because of fear. It's all fear. So, um, had a mediumship reading and I don't know how what our time is, but Don, let me know if we're getting close to time. Had a mediumship reading last week and the man that came through was the father of the client that I had. And first I got the brother and then I got the father and I had to figure out who I was talking to. And the father was incredibly advanced and he gave a clue to his daughter. 17 minutes. Okay, thank you. He 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 gave a, a clue to his daughter. He said that he had been uh, married to a second wife. And he said to the daughter, so she'd recognize it was him as a validation. She, he said, I really loved her. I really loved her. And she said, Oh, you're talking about my father. He, he was married and blah, 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 and everything else. Then he proceeded to tell a story through me to his daughter about how this woman that he had been married to his second wife had been quite unkind to him. And he had never said anything to the family about it. And his, his daughter, my client was pretty shocked. She was like, really? Why wouldn't he say anything? And and I said, well, this man is incredibly advanced. He was very kind on the planet. And, and she she validated, yes, that he was. He was quite advanced. And he told both of us through me, he said, guilt. He said, those of us on the other side are giving an opportunity right now, just like you on, on the physical to move forward very fast. And the absolute key to doing that is to let go of guilt. And he said to her, because I had his brother, her brother too, and his brother, her brother was really suffering. He was on the other side, but he was not being able to let go of the illusion of things that he had done that were wrong. He was beating himself up. And he said, the father said to the daughter through me, please tell him because he's standing in the room with you. And I could see that he was, please tell him, that it's all right, that it's not real. And it's the, he's the only man that has come through in spirit, I think, that has understood non-duality, which is that it's an illusion 
And he talked about that at some length. Now, normally spirit will ask me to talk to the loved ones about the illusion and to share the Course in Miracles. But this man had it about non-duality. And he gave me a personal message because I had been told that my father was going to not come back this time because he was going to make so much headway on the other side. And I didn't really believe it because for, you know, I mean, the course of humanity, you have to pretty well heal your mind on the planet. But um, he said, if you will let go of guilt, there's so much energy moving forward in the positive for those of us here and on the physical, that if you will let go of guilt, which is the original separation, if you let it go, then you can advance, you can, you can go all the way home. And, he, and, and, and it was an incredible message. It was an incredible reading because this man was very advanced. And he, he said it exactly. Gary Renard, Cindy Renard's husband, you know, who wrote The Disappearance of the Universe. Uh, the, the two um, future selves said to Gary that the, uh, the way to end karma is to let go of guilt. Now, you think about that, and that's absolutely true, because when you no longer carry that you did something wrong, and you know that you dreamed it and there's nothing to forgive, you're free, aren't you? You're actually free. And so guilt is huge and we all carry it someplace or another. So if you think it's just a little thing and you're not, it's not no big deal, it isn't because anything it's worth looking into. Look at those belief systems wherever you still think somebody did something to you and they sinned or you did something wrong and please let it go because self-love, true self-love, is where you believe and you see yourself and others the way God sees us. So as again, Jesus says, we're innocent and holy. I would believe him. (laughs) He's written the book. He's already taken the trip and he's written the book. So let's go through it. The steps take responsibility. You know, it's my responsibility. What am I going to do it? Do with it. You're going to change your mind. Ask the Holy Spirit for help to see things differently like I did. And I saw my belief systems pop up so I could change it. Forgive yourself and others beyond the illusion. Choose to love yourself like Dr. Zach Bush says with complete acceptance, because he said the force on the other side, the three people that had died and come back said it's so far beyond. We are loved so far beyond anything that and that's because those on the other side the the god force does not see the illusion that's why that is that we're loved by a force that's so benevolent really really feel that if you can in your daily practice really really say i'm loved i'm totally loved and 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 fall back into the arms of god on that because we are the only ones that dreaming that we're not or we're not worthy of it so uh Make a decision to let go of the past and empower the past by understanding that whatever has happened, it's brought you to here so that you could be more conscious. Let go of guilt. Let go of guilt. It's it's key. And remember, we're innocent and holy. So how do you choose to love yourself on a daily basis? I mean, my, my story is how do I balance if you're overworked, if you have kids and, and everything pulling at you, if you're trapped in the world where and it's crazy right now and you're trying to figure that out if you're in my position where you have an elder and you're trying to balance your own self-care and 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 theirs you know i can only tell you for me and i i my friend sandy again i've been talking to her and i have another friend who's beset with problems because uh he's been left a beautiful estate and he has people that are trying to take it away from him and they're squatting on his property he has lawyers coming out his ears he never gets a rest 
He's trying to keep his business afloat while he's trying to deal with all this craziness. And, um, and, and, and my clients that have called in and said, Oh my God, I, I can't do this anymore. Right. Well, so in the moment, if you will live in the present moment, sometimes I choose for myself when I really, really feel it. And I go and, and I, I don't sit with my mom maybe that evening or whatever, because I know that if I don't get rest, I won't be able to keep going. And sometimes when I'm desperate for sleep is what happened last week, I, I was really ill and I, I needed to go to bed, but she was not okay. And she was not going to be okay if I didn't go in there and spend the evening with her. And as I surrendered to that, remember I said, surrender or, or self-inquire is the way home. As I surrendered to that in love, I got a gift out of it because as I helped her and she got better, I got better. So you have to kind of live in the now and discern but don't let this be an excuse for always putting yourself last because you have to draw a line in the sand, you know? Um, so what I'm, so what I'm noticing is that a couple days ago, 10 minutes left. Okay. Uh, what I'm noticing is that um, Friday was my birthday and I wrote the show on Saturday and spirit had told me that when I laid it down two weeks ago and didn't do a show and did a replay that I would go through a really big expansion. I was so tired. I kind of forgot that part (laughs) to be honest with you. I'm like, I'm just going to die here quietly in the bed. And, um, and, but it was true when I looked back over how I had been led, I, I, I had been led to this expansion by really laying it down and just saying, I, I can't go any farther. And my friend Sandy said she had been working 60 hour weeks and was completely exhausted because of her situation at work. They had lost somebody and the new person hadn't stepped in yet. She was wearing all the hats. And she said, I finally got to the point where I was angry and then I was crying in a total breakdown. And then I had to say, you know what? I'm going to hand this over to the universe because it isn't worth my peace. It isn't worth my health or my, or, 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 or anything. I mean, I'm going to do what is necessary and what I can do. I'm going to let the rest go. It's just not worth it. It's the illusion. And, and my spirit needs, needs my focus right now. I need, I need, you know, to love myself. And, uh, and the rest isn't real, you know, and here's the thing. Her guide said to me, Shelly, you need to make decisions always from now on for what you know will really help you because you deserve it. And I want to share that with you. We deserve it. We deserve to be loved. And, and if you don't think so, change your mind, you know, make decisions for yourself based on what is the best in the moment. As I had said, sometimes I had to choose for somebody else to be well. But that was from love too. So it, it, so I, I had a birthday wish and I decided because last year was a nine year for, for me. It was completion, I hope. And this year is a one year, which is new beginnings. And the night before my birthday, I said to Holy Spirit and the universe, I am going to think these new thoughts, these new thought forms only. I'm going to go for a year of this, this, and this healing mentally, emotionally, whatever else, you know, the abundance, even more abundance and, and all of this. And I, I am, I'm done with the past. I'm done with beating myself up and everything began to shift for me. The next day I had a birthday that I didn't expect. Thanks to my lovely sister. And, uh, you know, I was, I was a little stressed out about it because I had planned on working my show. So see the part about not planning, (laughs) 
because spirit has another plan for you. And as it worked out, I felt very loved and supported. And it was a real gift to me. And my nephew who had uh, things to share with me for my mom's health that I wouldn't have thought of, you know, I was so stressed out. I couldn't figure it out myself. So a couple of days ago, I was guided to yesterday, I guess I was guided to call my friend Sandy. And I was so tired writing this show because, uh, you know, I had, Friday I had anticipated writing my show and, and everybody was here and that was great. But I, I was quite so out about, oh, my God, I'm not going to get everything done. And because uh, I wanted to get my thoughts together to share with you. And I was I heard call Sandy and I called her and she was in the middle of a major meltdown and we helped each other. Um, she said right out of her mouth, the first thing, I couldn't remember any of my notes, what I was going to talk about. And she said, you know, this is like Groundhog Day. And I said, oh my God, thank you. Write that down. This is what I was going to talk about. This is like Groundhog Day, the movie. <laughs> it just never get over. And she said that she had been triggered by anger, by things that had happened in her family. And she knew it wasn't real. She's gotten to the point where she knows it's not real and she knows it's in her own mind and she had to self-correct. So she didn't go down the road with that very far. But here's what happens when you're triggered. Uh, it's more fear coming up. And here's what you have to know to ride this through. So you don't, you don't put yourself down again and bury yourself. Uh, there's going to be heavy emotion that comes up. You can feel it. If you're sensitive, you can feel it. Maybe it starts in the solar plexus and moves up through the heart. It moves up through your throat. Mine moves up eventually through the throat. And as you move through it, you might have to cry. You, you might have to, I mean, it's actually painful and because they're heavy emotions and it's just trapped energy. And if you will stay conscious and just breathe and ride through it and know this is clearing, even if you've lost a loved one and the sadness is coming up, it's going to clear and there's going to be a brighter day. It's a process for most of us. It just is. Remember, it's an outer reflection of an inner condition and it's all in our minds. So Sandy's told to me, you know, I felt despair, like I was going to get to the edge of a cliff. And I started screaming to my guides, just bring me my man, just bring me somebody to help me through this. And then she caught herself and she said, you know, he's not coming in to complete you. He's coming in to compliment you. And she said, it occurred to me, I mean, I woke up in that moment. It's like, because a lot of people call and want to know where their soulmate is, you know, and the thing is, you have to love yourself like you want to be loved. I'm sure you've heard this before, but it's, it's, it's totally true. And she said, as she was able to do that, in, instead of getting to the edge of that cliff and falling off, she said she got, she rode this through, through the whole, and it took all day. And she was exhausted and she had a lot of things on her list that she was going to do. And she decided, you know, I'm just going to sit here because what do I want to do in this moment? I just want to sit and watch mindless TV. I just want to feel better. And I said to her, don't even think about it anymore. Just let it play through. Because a friend of mine had said, the one in Hawaii that's going through all this challenge, he says, when it comes up, if you just witness it and don't judge it, it will vaporize. It'll start vaporizing faster. It's when we judge what's coming up and we make ourselves wrong and we're working really hard to, to fix it that we slow down the process. And because if you just witness it and you realize it's not true and it's going to play through, you're going to get through it faster. I guarantee you. It's a tip I wanted to share. So here's the thing. Uh, we have to love ourselves free from fear, from guilt. We're innocent and holy. We have to go for complete acceptance of ourselves and each other. We're doing the best we can. And we really are innocent and holy. And we're just all struggling to remember that. So as Dr. Zach Bush says, don't wait until you transition through death. I mean, do it now. Now, next week, Don, do we have what, five minutes left? 
three minutes. I want to tell you I'm going to bring on a guest next week. I think you'll really enjoy him. Next, Not next week, but two weeks from now. His name is Stephen Mead, and I met this gentleman through a mutual friend that I'd gone to high school with that contacted me after 40 years. And what, he flew me up to see him and, and spend a weekend with him. And he, he took me out to Whidbey Island where the gentleman Steve was living for a while. And he is an ordained minister of the Pathways of Light. And that is a, a group that uh, teaches how to put the Course in Miracles uh, into action in everyday life. So it's going to be really interesting because he has a very interesting story to tell you about the lack of self-love. He was an alcoholic for years and years and years, and he has an amazing story how he was led to the course and out of that dark, dark place. So if you know anybody with addictions or anything like that, it might be a show that you want to see. Steve is a wonderful man. He's definitely at peace. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. So if you want to call in next week, please get your questions together and, and, and ask Steve, or you could ask me, but I think Steve will be a great uh, um, you know, a, a addition to our podcast. Um, so uh, that's next week. And that's August 29th at 2 p.m. Finding Your Peace. Um, let me tell you that if you want to book a reading with me, please go to my website, www.shellyjmiller.com. And uh, Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-Y-J, Miller.com. I'll tell you why. Because readings, I can help you to find, whether it's psychic, Akashic Records, mediumship, and counseling with The Course in Miracles, you get everything. So we can find those places that you're having trouble with, or that maybe you're not even conscious of. We can find those places and we can turn it around so that you move forward. In addition, you will get your questions answered. You'll be able to connect with loved ones and guides if that's your aim. But you're looking for clarity and peace of mind when you come for a reading, when you call somebody like me or a life coach. And that is something that um, I'm I'm getting well known for is that people are calling me saying, um, you know, I've moved forward more since I heard from you in the Course in Miracles. It made more sense than anything. So ShellyJMiller.com. My number is 949-237-2960. All my podcasts from Finding Your Peace are on the homepage. You can listen to them for free or here on BBS Radio. Just look up Finding Your Peace in the archives and they're all there. But you can listen to them on my website. And if you're there, join the newsletter. Uh, because I'm, I'm going to send out more and more interesting information and more about the shows and the guests that I'm doing. I hope that this has helped you because self-love, guys, you're worth it. I mean, if 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 we're God, we are God temporarily existing in a dream world and we have to we have to remember that so please join me in two weeks contact me at shellyjmiller.com i hope that you will take self-love to heart and really take a look at your belief systems about where you're not worthy and decide that you are and accept yourself it'll be so much easier to live the happy dream and i i send my love and blessings to all of you if i can be of service please call and i look forward to the next time that we're talking so in the meantime love yourself accept yourself and uh, write me at Shelly at ShellyJMiller.com and tell me your experiences and, 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 uh, and if you'd like to share them on the air, please let me know. All right. So I'm going to sign off and say bye for now. Much love. You are the light of the world. You are deeply, deeply loved. We are deeply loved. Believe it. All right. Much love. See you next time. Join us next time, every other Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller. Be sure to look for the podcasts Finding Your Peace with Shelley J. Miller on iTunes, 
Google Play, and all of your favorite podcast stations. To contact Shelley, book an appointment, and to find out more about her work, go to ShellyJMiller.com.